0: This is Las Vegas Real Estate Now with local real estate expert Harvey Blankfeld. I'm considering selling my house. How much work should I be doing to it? To sell it. The instinct could be like, oh, I need to put $20,000 into remodeling things and I'm going to sell it. And by the way, that's going to make my house worth $40,000 more right. if I spend $20,000 on it. A- Peel that apart for me, Carly.
1: Well, John, as you know, you buy you buy and sell cars and stuff. You have a lot of cars. Think about it. When you buy a car, you drive it off the you're lot. You're
0: accusing me or you're saying a person does? I'm
1: speaking facts. Okay. No. Right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> when
1: you buy a car, say you spend $60,000, you drive it off the lot. What happens? Depreciates. Depreciates. Sure. And unfortunately people think that. People constantly think, you know, well if I put ten thousand in, maybe I can get thirty. Unfortunately, the money you put into your but house. But I is- see
0: TV shows. TV shows say I put in $100,000, my house went up 200000 I love I the- news. I was
1: going to say, I love those shows, but it, like, are they realistic? They
0: HDTV's they're- lying to me?
1: They're, it's I think it's like Magnolia TV and all those That's ones. another one. Yes, There's yeah, another yeah. one, but they're great. They give you all these ideas. They make it look easy. But if you do pay attention to those shows, they're also stressful. They're underneath timelines. So yeah, do you have yeah. months? Do you have the cash to put up front?
0: You wouldn't put in a pool no. on a house you're selling.
1: No, right. a pool could cost $80,000 right. and what an appraisal value might get you at 1520 Yes. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So don't go put in a pool, guys. Okay, should I? Even though it's getting hot, should don't I put paint? You could paint if your house, if you think about it, because some people, well, I guess they call that almost like the lipstick factor yeah. or something like that. Okay. You know, you kind of slap on some things. Sure. But again, if you're going to do something like that, we could recommend, but have have a professional do it, you know, because uh, you can right. see where you, you taped it <laughs> off yourself yes, and yes. stuff like that. So that all depends. Like, is it bad? But you have to think, is a buyer going to come in? What if I paint it this pink color? And the buyer's like, I don't like pink. They're going to go in and paint it themselves.
0: All right. Let's uh, go to question number 2 Do-do-do. I own an investment property and I'd like to sell it. What should I be understanding and thinking about uh in that situation?
1: In an investment property? Yeah,
0: like it's I have a tenant in that house okay. right now and I would like to sell it. What what there's a couple of extra things that come into play there, right? Well, can I force that tenant out?
1: Absolutely not.
0: No. The I can't. lease
1: will supersede that
0: sale. Okay. So can I sell the house to someone who also wants to use it as a rental?
1: You can, an investor, that'd be a great opportunity for an investor. Right. You can, we've been in this situation, you mm-hmm. can talk to the tenant, say, hey, would you like out of the lease? You'd have a written agreement, something like that.
0: Oh, okay. Good something, good idea, right? Something
1: in writing and stuff. Because if not, they're going to be like, oh, I'm forced out of my house. And that can get ugly, especially if you're dealing with mm-hmm. a tenant landlord mm-hmm. situation. Mm-hmm. Yes. So you definitely can and stuff, but again, you would have to market it to investors at the mm-hmm. time.
0: If I'm buying a house that's currently leased by a tenant, right? Mm-hmm. They're, they're renting it out. And let's say they have six months left on their lease. I can't buy it as an owner-occupied residence. I can't buy it as a second home residence because lending rules basically require you to be able to move into that house Mm -hmm. within 60 days of buying it. You need to take possession of that house within 60 days. If I'm paying cash, no rules, right? right? Do whatever you want, wait as long as you want. But if you're getting that mortgage, we've got that 60-day rules. Question number three. Uh, I'm a buyer trying to purchase a home in today's market. I'm using FHA financing. How can I compete against cash and other conventional offers? That's the question.
1: That's a good question, John. It's like, can you compete with cash? Can you?
0: Well, let's, if I may, let me pause there and say, what's the negative with FHA? It's a loan. I mean, they're normal buyers, right?
1: Well, and the good news is that somebody wants to live in your house. Don't you love that? I love that. That's a positive, right? Because the
0: FHA buyer has to be living in the house, house, right? They
1: want to buy this house. They're not going to take it. They're not going to rent it out. They want to buy this house. Okay. But the problem is some people look at it. um, I'm only putting down maybe three and a half percent. People are like, oh, maybe... Smaller down payment. Smaller down payment. People are thinking, oh, are are they going to fault? But that's why they go to a qualified lender. They get pre-qualified. They get pre-approved. Sure. They're basically just looking for a property. That's what we would recommend to anyone. Give your lender your bank statements. Give them everything. So that way, when you're going out to look for a home, you are ready to close on that home as soon as possible.
0: In the latest version of the the purchase, real estate purchase agreement that's being used, Mm -hmm. they put in there something that we call the amendatory clause, which is a, a paragraph in the contract that says, hey, if this house doesn't appraise, you can't hold that against the buyer and keep their deposit money and things like that. Um, right. Does that weaken their offer in sellers' minds? Are you experiencing anything about that?
1: I would say yes. I would say some sellers, they don't feel comfortable signing off on that until right. they have an idea of when the appraisal's in and what's the value. Because as you know, in the contract, it shows like I have so many days to you know have that contingency whether it be 18 days, 21, 25 days. Say we're getting closer, like my home's already been off the market, so now you're having me agree to, regardless whatever the appraisal comes in with, I'm not able to take their earnest money, but yet they did already agree to me that if they should, they default, it's possible that I could get their earnest money.
0: There's something that we call uh, a guaranteed approval or a credit approval, um, we can offer the consumer the chance to go through the loan process, be entirely credit approved, basically do everything we would do on a, on a real contract before you have a contract, before right. you have a property in mind, so that really the only undone piece is the property, the title, and the insurance right? right? Um, that lets you go in there with more confidence. And and some companies like mine will even put uh, offer dollars to, as a guarantee, mm-hmm. you know, such as hey, we'll pay you ten thousand dollars if we if we don't perform if, right. if the buyer doesn't get that loan and other things. There's various efforts there, so you, buyers can do more work upfront, right, mm-hmm. to strengthen it. It's tax season. Can I use my tax refund to buy a house?
1: Can you, John? Can you?
0: Sure, money is money, right? Money no, money. no, that's not. Mortgages <laughs> don't treat you like that. That's true. Um, Do you have to
1: have like funds? I've heard the term called seasoned.
0: Seasoned fund. Seasoned. Yes, salt and pepper. Salt and garlic pepper. Garlic, salt and pepper. Ma- ma- uh, yeah, little yeah. Uh, No, seasoned funds, yeah. So mortgages have rules regarding uh, basically anti-money laundering rules. So we have to know that the dollars you're using to purchasing a house are in fact your dollars or dollars from a valid source, right? And so in the case of tax refunds, yes, absolutely that's a valid source. Um, we're going to ask you to show us the, the tax return to, that proves where that money or why you're getting that money from the IRS. But once you have that, you're, you're good to go. The issue that we run into in that world is... Um, I'm going to be looking at, like in the case of a self-employed person, let's mm-hmm. say you you have a car wash, right? And uh, you're coming to get a loan. Well, I'm going to ask you for your 2020 taxes and your 2019 taxes. And maybe that wasn't as good a year as yes. 2021. Yeah. I can't count 21 yeah. until you filed it.
1: Also another situation, say you have a great Uncle John, and he's great, <laughs> and you know he does very well for himself, and you're like, you know what, I don't have the money, but I'd like to, because like I said, I'm going to get my tax return, but I don't have it yet. Yeah. Could, you, could someone lend you money? Could someone say, you know what, just to help you out, I'm going to give you some, I'll help you with your down payment. Can I give someone $5,000, 10000 to help them?
0: Well, okay. So you've you, you played the word game. You've said two things See, I, there. Yes. One is, uh, can I borrow money uh, to to use it to help buy the house? Okay. Generally, the answer is no. Okay. Um, you're not supposed to go take out a loan to be able to go get a mortgage loan, right? They don't want you borrowing to borrow more. The other example you gave is, um, what you described was a gift. A gift. Right, right. So, uh, you know, Uncle Warbucks decides to, to <laughs> give you some money to help you to buy the house. That's totally fine. Okay. Um, there are rules in regards to uh, what level of documentation is necessary, and, and uh, but you are allowed to get a gift. And generally, it needs to be a family member in order for most mortgages to be okay with it. Interesting. And they're looking for direct family members, things like mother, father, sister, brother, uncle, Uh, grandparent. They don't want third cousin on your sister's side, that sort of thing. Next question uh, from our listeners. Um, I own a property right now. Do I need to sell it to be able to buy another one? What's going into that conversation and and thought process?
1: The question is, do you have funds to purchase a new home without the funds of the sale of that home? Can you qualify for both homes? Yes, because if you can qualify or you have funds to purchase another home without having to sell that one first. right that would probably be easier on you. Like, so there's that situation. If some people Mm -hmm. want to keep that second home and possibly turn it into investment. Yeah, I hear this all the time. Or if they're like, you know what? I'm getting sick of Vegas. I'd like to move to Boulder City. That brings up on writing your offer. Do you have to write a contingency? Do you have to write a contingent upon sale offer? Right. Basically saying, I do have to sell this home before I buy this one. Right. And then that brings up, okay, well, is your home even listed? Is your home on the market? Is your home in escrow?
0: These are things that the seller of the house that you want to buy are going to be considering Correct. when they look at your offer, right? Correct. Like what's the situation on your sale? Exactly. Is it likely that it's going to be sold right. so that you can in fact buy my house, right? right? You've been listening to Las Vegas Real Estate Now. If you ever have a question about real estate or any of the other topics we cover, just call me off there or text me at 702-203-1165. You can also check us out on the web at lvrealestateradio.com or on our handle on social media at LV real Radio.